Hey, this is Sherry Harmel. And before we get into the show, I want to invite you to join the VIP waitlist for my new book, Designing Your Fabulous Next Chapter. Just like the show, this workbook and journal will help you overcome the challenges on your journey to finding your joie de vivre. Go to www.extraordinarywomenmagazine.com to sign up now. Well, the holidays are upon us. As fun as it is, all that giving and decorating and cooking and chatting and being with people, dressing up, it can all be incredibly stressful, especially at midlife, because I believe our midlife lives are actually a bit more complicated than they were when we were young, our children were young, our families were young. I'm Sherry Harmel, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Extraordinary Women podcast and show. This is the very best place if you want to create a fabulous next chapter. Well, midlife holidays, as I said, are different in many ways. You can feel pulled in so many directions, literally and figuratively. You know, your children, if you have more than one, they're in multiple houses and you're driving from one to the other. You have to plan out your schedule. Maybe there's other family members that you need to see. Maybe you need to have people at your house for one of the days and another day go somewhere else. It's all more complicated. Figuratively, you know, it's it's also stressful. What gifts do you purchase your adult children who seem to have everything, right? Um, what about son-in-laws or daughter-in-laws? Very difficult. Grandchildren even can be difficult. What do you buy them? What do they appreciate these days? And what about step-grandkids? I have some. I, you know, that would, that added a complication I had not even thought about. How will you get to all those different houses? And then there's your routines, you know. In your everyday life, you might practice intermittent fasting, as an example. You probably are committed to making some really healthy food choices and, you know, keeping the amount of sweets that you eat down to the minimum. You might enjoy long walks every day or, you know, have a meditation practice or a yoga practice. Well, suddenly, you know, the holidays can cause us to lose all those healthy routines, which leave us feeling completely out of sorts and ultimately hate the holidays. I don't want that to happen. So I've got some options for you here. Number one, practice gratitude. Gratitude is really hard and it's much bigger than saying please and thank you. As hard as your crazy, difficult, complicated family might be, try to be grateful that you're not alone because there's a large number of people, as we all know, in the world who are alone over the holidays or are dealing with very stressful, very scary, uh, you know, situations, as we well know. And as difficult as family can sometimes be, if you've ever spent a holiday without them, you know how lonely it can feel to celebrate a holiday all by yourself. So, you know, if you're in America and you're walking into Thanksgiving, make gratitude a part of that day. Or, you know, if if we're into December before you listen to this show, 
Think about gratitude for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holidays you celebrate in the month of December. You know, there was an idea I had a number of years ago, and that was to have by the front door where everyone would be coming in a small little stack of pieces of paper, pens, and a, and a glass bowl. And as each person came in, whether they were 60 or six, I asked them to write on a small piece of paper one thing that they were grateful for over the past year, and then put that piece of paper into the glass bowl. And then at dinner time, before everyone started eating, I actually, you know, took the time to have the glass bowl go around the room and each person randomly, you know, pulling out a slip of paper and reading off probably someone else's gratitude statement. You know, it was really a beautiful moment because it was kind of collective gratitude, if we want to call it that. A simpler way to do that is just to have people go around the room or to go around the room and have each person at the table say what they're grateful for. But honestly, if you've got a family of introverts like me, that will just add stress. So the little piece of paper with the pen is very, very fun. What are the benefits of gratitude? Well, the experts say you'll feel healthier, more hopeful, you'll have a stronger immune system, which is going to be needed over the holidays, and even sleep better. I like all those, and I know you do too. Now, number two, we talked about this a little bit, but keep those healthy habits. I have to share with you what not to do. On over Halloween, I spent a week in Minnesota visiting my kids and my grandkids. Now, I went to my son's house where everyone is older. They're, they're all teens. And of course, what's in the middle of the table, but a bowl that has candy corn in it. And what does this sugar addict do? I pick up one and I eat the, the candy corn and then the little pumpkins that that taste just like candy corn are absolutely yummy. Well, that's all it takes for me. So then Halloween, the actual Halloween, I took my young, my daughter's very young kids out trick or treating. Truly, it, a side note, it was one of the coldest nights all fall. And we absolutely froze, but even the two and a half year old trudged along with his little bag. Now the bags absolutely were full of candy and the kids had a great time, but you know, myself, I have to say, whoa, because what it did is cause me, I'm an addict. So what it did, I ate that one piece of candy corn and I was off and running. I went, you know, through, I was there for a week and every single day I was completely exhausted, but what, what did I do? I didn't think about the fact that the sugar was what was making me exhausted. I had some idea that the sugar would give me an up, you know, a, 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 how do I say more energy? <laughs> and, um, the, it happened initially, but, um, then there was a crash. And one thing I have to say that I've noticed in midlife is that the sugar highs are still great. They're absolutely fa fabulous. And this is coming from somebody who absolutely loves junk sugar, but the sugar lows are much, much more debilitating. We're talking about, you know, almost being comatose after you come off of the sugar high. And I believe in midlife, we become more sensitive to everything that we put in our mouths, 
whether it is carbs, whether it's sugar, um, even alcohol, all of that becomes a much bigger deal and we have to monitor it much more because our bodies change over time. So try to keep up your healthy eating habits. If you normally exercise or you walk every day, really try to keep that habit. Even though <laughs> stuffing that turkey or making those cookies feels like hard work, they don't have the same benefit as going for a walk or doing your yoga or some strength training exercises that you might do. And you can do them with your grandkids or do them by yourself. And you're, if you're in a hotel or you're staying in someone's home, why not? You know, do what works for you. And also whatever works to help you to stay relaxed and centered. You know, if you meditate, if you have daily prayer, if you like a massage, you know, keep it up. Keep it up and schedule it so that you have as close to a normal routine as, as possible. And I promise you, if you do that, you'll feel like yourself and you will enjoy everyone around you so much more. I learned from my own mistake. So number three, and this one is very, very important, especially over, you know, the, the Christmas holiday, Hanukkah holiday, whenever you're buying gifts is to set a budget for yourself. You know, it's a money budget. It can be a money budget, which we'll talk about. You know, it might be, um, you know, how much you spend on each child or each grandchild or each friend or whatever it might be. But it can also be a budget like how many gifts am I actually going to buy each person? Um, you know, uh, um, how many different um, courses am I going to have or options am I, am I going to have at the dining table if I'm hosting dinner? Nothing is more stressful than overspending or overscheduling. Overspending, you know those bills are going to hit you in January. And honestly, I have to say, I don't think any child needs more than a couple of gifts. My commitment this year, and I hope you join me on this, is not to give more than two gifts to each grandchild plus a book. Books don't count, right? <laughs> now, because my son is remarried and his wife has three children too, I've decided one gift per grandchild, whether step or otherwise. And, and then I give my, my own grandkids an additional check that they can put into their bank accounts. My son's kids are all teenagers. You know, and what teenager doesn't like money, right? So as for the toys, I mentioned my daughter's children are very young. You know, kids are just like us. Too many choices confuses us and those kids. And it truly creates indecision and short attention spans, which we're already struggling with. Just watch a kid with a bunch of toys. They have no idea what to do. So they go and they play from toy to toy. They have zero focus and you'll see those toys laying around the corners of the room later just because it was too much. Plus, if you only purchase one toy, you can spend more time making sure it's something special. When I was in Southern England, I found these crazy little trucks that are made in England in a flea market. I think they were two pounds each. And my toddler grandsons, I know, are absolutely going to love them. They're so cool. I'll actually add some photos on Instagram because I love them. My older grandson, as an example, 
is much more of a thinker. You know, he's at that age. And what I found, I was on the Jurassic coastline of England and I found this huge fossil. It's so cool. So what did I do? I lugged that thing home for him and I bought a little fossil book. Um, something different and hopefully interesting for him. So those are just two examples of how you can be a little creative as to what you give and, um, and, and enjoy the process too. Now, my next suggestion is a little weird, but oh, so important. And that is to feel okay saying no. Now, there are a multitude of events you could attend over the holidays, from parties to concerts. Then there's all the requests. Can you do this? Could you make this? Could you bring this? Could you buy this? Guard your time and your energy. Don't feel that you have to give to everything and say yes to everyone, even if they're related to you. This is not the time of the year for you to play the overgiver, the hero, or the victim. If you do, you'll be like me over Halloween, just a crabby, overtired, older woman. Truly, that was me. Then when we start to feel sorry for ourselves because we've been giving, 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 we end up resenting the people around us. When all we had to do was say no, no, I can't do that. No, I can't drive there. And to myself, no, I can't eat that. <laughs> no, it doesn't make me feel better, etc., etc. <laughs> Life is too short to feel out of sorts over the holidays. And remember, you're in charge. You're the decision maker of your own life. You design and create exactly what and how you want to live. So be a role model for your family and be comfortable saying no. Number five, and I, as you well know, I'm a, a writer, a, I like journals, and so I'm always documenting things in notebooks, but truly a holiday notebook that you keep from year to year can be very, very beneficial. The notebook is really a great way to, you know, keep yourself organized and remind yourself what you're going to do if you start to go off the rails. For example, what snacks do you need to have on hand that could double as lunch or breakfast so that you don't resort to the donuts or the muffins that are laying out on the counter or the highly processed English muffins, you know, something I never buy, but it's all over in my daughter's house as an example. You know, are there some easy meals that you can prepare you know, that give you days of nourishment and soups can be absolutely fantastic at this time of the year. That's something in Paris that I, I so love. And that is there are fantastic homemade soups available all the time, um, that you can purchase. But, you know, here in America, I actually make them. Um, you know, there's nothing like, um, squash soup. You can make it with cream or without and you can freeze it but you can also have it in the refrigerator for all those times when you're really hungry and um you know you're you're trying you want something quick and easy you know in that notebook i would also decide if you're going to send out holiday cards if so who are you going to send them to have your list and make sure you have the addresses everyone 
everyone has at least one crazy friend or a family member who's like me who loves to move and so you're always thinking what is that person's address well if you make the list you keep the addresses it's something again that you can hang on to from year to year another section of the of the holiday notebook could be what meals or dishes do you want to prepare have the recipes and the notebook along with a shopping list, you know, something that you could take out of the notebook, you know, and take with you to the store. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a grocery store where I'm, I've got multiple recipes on my phone. They're not organized and I'm running down aisle after aisle, repeating the aisle, trying to buy everything I need for all of the recipes that are not on my phone. It's not a fun or pretty experience. So think ahead, plan ahead, use that notebook. What did I make last year that everyone loved? I'm going to repeat that. Why not? I'm going to keep it clean and simple. In that notebook, you can also put your list of gifts. You know, who are you buying for? What did you purchase for them? You know, I think one thing that I have learned by doing this is that it really keeps me from impulse shopping because I have a plan in advance of what I'm going to buy all of my grandchildren. I have, oh my gosh, six. So I have nine biological grandchildren and I have three um, step grandchildren. That's a lot of people to buy for. And I have two children and I have one daughter-in-law. So lots and lots of people. Um, keep a list because it really helps you to stay focused and, and to create themes of gifts. That's something that helps me with, um, especially my older grandchildren is to keep everything in a theme so that everyone, you know, everyone gets slippers, every, or everyone gets, um, scarves or everyone gets hats, you know, whatever. Um, my grandkids all live in Minnesota. So hats and slippers and scarves are really, really important. Um, you know, I think, I think one of the benefits of that notebook is also to acknowledge what you did last year and all that you accomplished, you know, because part of it is we're, we put so much pressure on ourselves because we want to make the holidays special. So, you know, all of these suggestions and the notebook is a great way to really document the suggestions. But all of these suggestions are to help you to make sane, as I call it, holiday decisions. Last, and one that I really always have to work on keeping, keeping um, connected to, and that's my humor. Keep your humor. If you keep smiling and laughing and making jokes throughout this holiday season, every single mistake will create a giggle and a story that people tell for years. So why not hold on to that humor? Now, while in Dorset, England, I'm going to close with this. I was in Dorset, England um, at the end of the fall. I came upon a Christmas card that made me laugh out loud in this little shop that was just along the sea. And here is what it said. I'm going to share it with you because this is part of our really commitment to humor. Three wise women would have asked for directions, would have arrived on time, would have delivered the baby, would have cleaned the stable, would have made a casserole, and there would have been 
peace on earth. Abiento, Miami's.